Welcome. It's the Long Coat Mafia, the internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the Shadow Realm that wish to listen to our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the Internet's Most Hated Mafia-themed Geek Podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only, Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. It is Monday, everybody, and as promised and stated last week, we are trying to get back on schedule as fast as possible, and thus, this week, we're returning to Lost Media Mondays, and with that, the Covert Cast returns. That's right, the show that some of you, or most of you, tend to enjoy. We're not sure why, but you all tend to enjoy the Covert Cast. So, uh, that being said, going into the archive reading out the ones that we shared with y'all already, and seeing which ones we did not share with y'all. And I chose something that kind of pairs with a Covert Cast episode I shared before me and Sasha went on a quasi-holiday break last month. And this meaning, if y'all remember, the episode I shared of the Covert Cast I shared last month was all about Stonehenge. So, sticking with the same region of the world and same country, this week's episode of the Covert Cast I'll be sharing with all of you is where the folks from the Covert Cast talk about King Arthur. That's right, the infamous King Arthur. The man, the myth, the legend that pulled the infamous Excalibur out of the stone. So I'll let these gentlemen and whomever is part of the cast this week speak to you and tell you all about it, their thoughts and everything else. Again, because this is a Lost Media episode, and for those of you who made it this far and still don't know what Lost Media is, uh, Lost Media is anything that has been lost to time in a way. Um, as I've explained in the past, uh, Stuff like radio shows, books, magazines, TV episodes, uh, movies can be lost to time due to various reasons. Due to the fact they're not being printed anymore. Um, Case in point, it's hard to find episodes nowadays of uh, the kids show. You can't do that on television. There's only a few clips and episodes. Uh, There's no DVDs or VHS tapes of them. Or, but there's a few episodes on that may be on YouTube, keeping that media alive. Um, outside of TV, there is, uh, to go with over the past, I want to say, uh, 20, 30 years. Uh, because the gentleman is still alive, uh, John Larroquette. He had uh, a show back in the mid to late 90s called the John Larroquette Show. It lasted like two or three seasons. You can't find that show anymore. If you look for it anywhere, NBC, CBS, Vudu, streaming services, they don't have it. Um, Heck, even right now, we have shows that can be classified as lost media. If they're not floating around on places like the Pirate Bay... And that is like the current Disney Plus show, Willow. It, it's, it's You can't find it. They pulled it. Unless they put it out on DVD, on Vudu, or someplace else, you are not going to find that show ever. It only exists in people's minds for those who watched it. Uh, I consider podcasts as part of that aspect because a lot of podcasts don't make it past that first year. So, uh, and the Covercast was one of those said podcasts due to various reasons. So, the only place you could find them is folks that found them on backup CDs, backup drives, 
etc 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 so I'm more than happy to share some of that with you so that being said again here is the covert cast with them talking about King Arthur so without further ado hey George hit the button please we'll be right back with more of the long coat mafia podcast the counting of the song shall be three three shall be the counting and the number the counting shall be three Patsy and King Arthur 932 AD the noble king rides through the land atop his mighty steed Fill the halls at Camelot with the finest, bravest knights. However many he may find, they'll use the same five guys. Will you join me? Are you suggesting Token as Pod, right? Help on being repressed! The Black Knight fought him valiantly, but was cut down to size. Better still won him over with his brilliant mind. It was his long forgot himself had an ingenious plan to make these knights a ray of light upon this darkened land. Fill your flesh room. Welcome to episode 28 of the Covert Cast. I'm your host, Dusty. With me this week, we have Dr. Vern. Hello. Wait, what? Is that all you got? That's, that's, I'm Dr. Vern from, that's, <laughs> from Sci-Fi. There you go. Right, there we go. And we got um, John Skyping in this week. How you doing, John? I'm uninformed. Well, then, <laughs> you're in good company. Because, you know, we've never exactly prided on ourselves on being the most informative. Even though we try, you know, we're more about the entertainment aspect of things. Mo- I love the Moderately. Math. Moderately, yeah. You did bring up some good math last week on... Um, Wait, no, the week before last. Two weeks ago, yeah. Yes, on uh, Noah's Ark. It's a good episode. Love the math. Yeah, math, math, uh, one of our listeners actually um, put on the Facebook wall, you know, that was something they really liked about the episode, how we actually put the math into it to show some perspective as far as the flood goes. Fabulous. Yeah, check that out. Uh, <laughs> that's the Covert <laughs> Cast on Facebook. Look us up. I love this plan. Uh, um, this week, um, like I said, is episode 28. Um, we are going over uh, King Arthur, which is... Um, it kind of spun from when we did the, when I did the Stonehenge episode. Uh, Merlin does come up a bit in uh, Stonehenge because they actually... Uh, some people... It was like one point people believed that Merlin moved the Stonehenge from one location to where it's at now with the aid of giants. Hmm. So, the, New York, the New York Giants? Yeah, the New York Giants. Not actual. They are on a roll. Not actual Giants. Okay. <laughs> you know, he traveled to the future. He picked them up, and, you know, they went back, and they moved it, and they came back. And won the Super Bowl. Awesome. And won the Super Bowl. What oh. a great story that could be that's on just a movie. The, that's almost like the cartoon where uh, it was King Arthur and, uh, what did I say earlier? The Knights oh, of Justice. Even. The Knights of Justice, yes. You're making stuff up again. I'm not making it up. But it, it, it was an old cartoon, a sports team. They went back in time, and they actually became King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. It was a pretty interesting show when I was a kid. It had a couple seasons run. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> The other exposure to King Arthur for me, personally, is uh, goes back to the old 70s King Arthur show. <laughs> when I was, I was a kid watching Saturday morning cartoons back when they had those. What, did, what, what was the 70s? It was the 70s. King, How old it was are you, called like King 50? Arthur. <laughs> I'm just old, man, okay? Uh, uh, for anyone that may not know the King Arthur story, in a nutshell, he you know was destined to be King of Britain. And to do so and prove it, he uh, pulled the, the, the Excalibur. Well, some tales say it was Excalibur. Some tales say it was a sword of its own. But he poured the, uh, pulled a sword from the stone. And it was um, 
supposedly embedded into the stone to the point where only the person worthy to be king of Britain could actually pull it from it, and he did it. Biometrics. Yeah. Now, yeah, biometrics. If you've watched Ancient <laughs> Aliens, um, the guy with the Aliens. crazy hair on there, he he goes on about how it, to him it seems like uh, pulling the sword from the stone like that is because of biometrics, you know, in the sense that we have like uh, guns nowadays that can only be used by the owner. Or or isometrics, which is a form of exercise like what, using an immovable object. Um, I I guess for anyone that couldn't oh. pull the stone out, it was isometrics. Correct. Yes. Yes. And now the sword Excalibur was said to like said to come from the Lady in the Lake. Like he actually had two swords. He got the one he pulled from the stone, uh, which he never actually really used. It was more, I guess, of a, a symbol of power. And then he got uh, Excalibur from the Lady in the Lake. And this sword was said to shine with the light of thirty torches. So you're saying that the sword in the stone was not Excalibur? Uh, some tells tell that. Now there's some tells they combine the two, but according to like the earliest reports, it, he it was two different swords. Because you know alien technology is kept underwater. Yes, love this plan. Well, according to the movie Excalibur, <laughs> which I'm sure is a is historically accurate, I have no reason to believe it's not. Uh, it was the same sword, indeed. Yes, like I said, most modern tales will say that they are the same because it it makes it easier to tell the story. That's true. Okay. I'm, a, I'm about to blow your guys' mind because All right. I read, uh, that, I have nothing to back this up with because I <laughs> literally just read it a moment ago. Um, that This is Covercast. You don't need to back up your stuff. Yeah, facts. <laughs> okay, I love this point. <laughs> there were actually two King Arthurs. Really? Really. My, hang on one sec. My brain's like smoke's yep. coming out right now. You just blew my mind. Now, oh. is, there was two King Arthurs. Um... Were they both truly kings? Because I know some tales tell that King Arthur was more of um, just like a great knight, more so than like an actual king. That's blasphemy. I know. I know. I don't know. I'm going to look into it, and I'll get back to you a little bit more right. as we go on, I guess. Well, the earliest the earliest reports that I found anywhere looking through, trying to find uh, history, even even going to like some uh, UK sites and checking out the the very old English writings, which are very hard to read. Uh, oh yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can I can't read Shakespeare. It's very hard to read that stuff. But uh, going back to like 1138, uh, he there was a, a, a written account by uh, Geoffrey of Monmouth, uh, Historia Regum Britannae. I can't. I probably butchered that. Um, I think it was just basically translated to history of Britain. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> basically puts uh, Arthur in the post-Roman period around the seventh century. So. Yeah, he's been like it's it's range anywhere from the fifth century to seventh century that King Arthur lived. But most of the report, most of the stories that uh, that add to the whole myth and legend of King Arthur weren't written until like five hundred, six hundred years later. Yeah, yeah, nothing was actually actually written about. Like every writing they found around the time he supposedly lived, there was actually no rep- written reports about him at that time. I mean, the few things that survived from then. It was the Middle Ages. They didn't have paper. Oh, a lot have- of the mythology also has been borrowed from other places, so you got to take into account that maybe this wasn't actually true at all, and it was just a story. That's true, um, but but this uh, it's been said that uh, King Arthur is like one of the most um, like widely like researched characters that probably wasn't real. I don't know. I think I think uh, most most stories, especially when you go back to the Middle Ages. Most stories, I think, spawn from something real. Uh, bits and pieces Bible? of the story, yeah, you know, are like probably true. Uh, oh yeah, I think. Well, like like I've said before, um, Noah's Ark, Bermuda, or what was the other episode? Uh, Atlantis. Like most of these old tales, they all seem to have like little bits and pieces that have basis in fact, but the overall picture is not entirely true. Like. um like going back to King Arthur, uh, the, the the Merlin deal. Like he did. Like Merlin wasn't introduced until like um, introduced by some French guy like a couple hundred years after the original tale was even written. <laughs> no, Mer- Merlin. I'm I'm looking at the. Uh, he wasn't written into the early one. He was um, actually based off someone else entirely that like lived much later than King Arthur's time. And they're showing the uh, the whole Uther Pendragon story with Merlin as his advisor and everything. That was part of the. The stuff from 1138. 
Yeah. They uh, but now okay. it was expanded. They added Lancelot and uh, yeah, the, the whole Holy romance Grail. with Guinevere and all that. That was in the French because the French screw up everything. And uh, that was <laughs> that's where wait, that story wait, came wait, from. Wait, what? <laughs> he said the French screw up everything. Yeah, yeah. I heard, but yes. Um, I'll invade them if they disagree. They'll just surrender. <laughs> oh man, you could take over the France to France tomorrow. Should just the change France? their the French. I was watching the Olympics the other day. I thought they should just change their flag to white. Oh, be a great flag for the. You French. know, while I'm thinking about it, I should have mentioned this a little earlier in the show. But you bring up Sir Lancelot reminded me of it. Um, the intro for the show this week was a song by Cyfried called "The Silly Song," which is a song based around um, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Correct. And it was um, performed by uh, uh, Vern's band over there. Uh, what do y'all call it again? That would be Cypher. Cypher. Yeah. That's what it is. Wait, wait, wait no, Dobbs wait. band. I'm sorry, Dobbs band. Yeah, it's Dobbs, yeah. Dobbs <laughs> band. Cypher. Cypher. Oh. Yeah. So check them out at uh, their website, which is um, what is your website, Vern? It is www.cy-fried.com. Yeah. There you go. And. Um, I just want to like throw that out so, right? so people know where to find their find the intro for this week. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good from song. our Future Tense album. Yeah, which is um, the, actually their last album because they just came out with a new one. Yes, that is correct. We have a new one. It just hit today. Well, by but the time this, this airs, episode, yeah, by the time yeah, this airs, it'll be out for like a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, plug. No, no, um, no, uh, no, no, no. Giving behind the scenes information away, Bird. This so, is live right now as they're listening to live it. Live right now. My bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my bad. Co-op mode just came out. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes, it's hitting record sales. Yeah. Well, anyway, we were, that's, that was distracting. I'm sorry. It's just you brought Sir Lancelot, and I meant to bring it up at the beginning of the episode, and I didn't want to forget later on, like I tend to do. Yeah, I like the early. I like. The, I really like the early story and the, and the latest movie. And I can't remember who was in that movie. I yeah. saw it, and I can't remember. But the latest King Arthur movie that they actually put out focused on the Roman occupation in the Britons and the old original story, and you had like. Uh, Kay and uh, Bedivere and Gawain, Mordred was in that story. Merlin, uh, and of course Arthur's father Uther, and and all that stuff. So it, it differs a lot from the stories that kind of came up around that French area you're talking about, which sorted around the 12th century, I believe. And to me, it's just amazing how long this this myth has endured. Like here it is, 2012, and it's it's still a relevant you know subject matter for movies and TV shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at Wikipedia right now, the list of, like, films based on, like, the whole Arthurian legend, and it's it's a lot. I mean, they've, for, you know, for a little bit of, um, like, actual story when you get down to it, they've expanded out, like, every, like, facet they can of this, I mean... They video get, games. <laughs> uh, there's a cartoon. Animated series. There's a cult- cartoon that came out not too long ago. It was um, Avalon High. And it was basically like a modern day, you know, high school, but with you know the the uh, the King Arthur characters. Even Samuel Clemens, you know, writing uh, Connecticut Yankee King Arthur's Court, you know, uh, basically. Uh, you guys are forgetting one important cartoon. Okay. Knights of the Zodiac, and I'm done. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Me neither. Oh, you guys are breaking. Okay, never mind. <laughs> There's also uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, which was. You know, Merlin was the sorcerer, I believe. Uh, Mickey Mouse was the sorcerer in that. Okay, well, but he was the apprentice. <laughs> yeah, no. Merlin's crossed over into a lot of different stories over the years, and uh, Merlin is is one of those characters from the story that's kind of larger than life because of the whole magic thing. But this is the Middle Ages. How much did he had to pull off to look magic? Really? Um, Some pyro? Not, not a whole lot. I mean, um, now something I did find interesting about the whole sword and the stone thing. Is um, they showed like an early sword making method, which basically um, they had two blocks of stone that had the um, the imprint of a sword, and then they poured in like the metal, and then what they pulled out was a sword. And they're pointing out how like someone had never seen that before. That whole process will seem amazing. How like they you know pulled the sword out of the stone where it was nothing before really. That's a good. That's a good explanation. Yeah. Send that to Factor Faked. I will, but... Well, I mean, I've, I've watched, you know, videos of them making swords that method, and that was one of the early ways of doing it. They do have a lot of rocks in England. Yeah, they do. I mean, 
you you can find that out from you know uh, Stonehenge. You know they had to get those from somewhere. Got a buddy over there who says that all there are, are hills, rocks, and rain. Wow. I really want to move there though, <laughs> just for a little bit. <laughs> Only because of never mind. We'll... <laughs> yeah, covert, we'll move on. covert cast, John. Covert cast. <laughs> Regardless, just uh, to point out, bangers and mash probably not what you think. Um, it's not food. Oh, it is food. It does what you think. Oh, wait, what did you think? I thought it was. <laughs> oh, Ver, come uh, on, come on. Blood pudding. That's what he thought it was. Blood pudding. Blood pudding. Mm, blood pudding. I still do not know what blood pudding is to this day. But regardless, King Arthur, we <laughs> were all over the place. Derailing. Uh, well, something I uh, want to go back to is like the whole um, that the, the Excalibur was said to you know give out the light of thirty torches, and like to the point like the first time he brought it out in battle, it like blinded his foes, and it, and something John pointed out that they kind of. Kind of like a touch on on ancient aliens is um it's kind of like a lightsaber, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, George Lucas will sue King Arthur. Oh, I don't. I think King oh. Arthur could sue Lucas in this case, <laughs> since he probably has an earlier copyright. There was no Sir Cockknocker <laughs> on any of the <laughs> on any of the uh, accounts that I've ever read. And also, what another thing I found interesting is even like the scabbard that he stored the, um, the Excalibur in had magical properties. Yes. It was said to, um, well, there's multiple reports, but some said it could stop bleeding from any wounds or made it where you wouldn't die for bleeding from a wound. And some said it would um, actually make it where you didn't bleed at all. So it was a sword of healing. No, no, that was the scabbard just where you <laughs> stored it in. Wow. Like the scabbard of healing. Like it got to the point where like someone actually eventually like stole the scabbard from King Arthur and threw it into a lake. They liked throwing stuff in lakes back then. Yeah, lakes are a big uh <laughs> Big deal. I don't know. Yeah. Lady to I didn't swim a lot back then. No. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, because no one wants to go swimming for this magical scabbard that can, like, pretty much make it un- make you unkillable. Yeah. Yeah. Who would want to jump into the water for that? No. No way. Not, not this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the tie-ins with Rome in a lot of the, the King Arthur mythology because, I mean, you got the, the evil Roman Empire of ancient times. Well, know? the guy who wrote it, um, like, he, he lived within, like, a Roman settlement at the time. Well, right. like, it, it had been long abandoned by the time he was there, but it still would have been enough so he could have actually seen it and, like, had this sense that at one point Rome had a stronghold here. Yeah, and there's, I mean, they still have, they, there's uh, tours in England that go to, uh, I believe, what is it, Cadbury Castle or... Uh, Cadbury eggs? Cat, no, it's not Cadbury eggs. Oh. It's, it's, oh, I just I read that recently. Actually, they it's the it's the likely site of Camel, Camelot. Okay, uh, I, it starts with a C too, doesn't it? Yes, because um, I remember reading a little bit about it. I think but... it's Cadbury. I really do. It's not right. the same as the eggs. Get off! Get off the food. All right, I'm, I'm done. I've never I've never really honestly been a big fan of the Cadbury <laughs> eggs. They're, they're... Me neither. I like the commercials. Yeah, the commercials are my favorite part. The eggs themselves are, eh, commercials are amazing. Like, especially the lion with the bunny ears. <laughs> Love that. Not just, the, just to confirm, it's Cadbury Castle. Thank you. Cadbury Castle. Thank you. I was trying to do that, but my keyboard sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cadbury Castle. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's there is a lot of 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 geography and, and well, yeah, there's and, definitely areas where um like this this story was pulled from. Yeah, absolutely, the conflicts are real. The 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 land barons of the of the early days of the medieval empire of, of in the Britons, they, there wasn't a king of England, you know, there wasn't a uniting king of England for a long time until then. It was small serfdoms broken up by kings so it easily could have been that Arthur was a king of an, an area not necessarily Britain itself yeah I mean he may not even been called Arthur you know and it, it could have been one of the situations where he you know every like a lot of the stories build up around him had some basis in fact I mean maybe he was out one day and found this awesome sword in the lake too long to, too, to, <laughs> the, the story has endured for far too long I think to be to not have any basis in fact well see here's my problem though is um all right the earliest story was what, 1138 mm-hmm. yeah yes thereabouts. yeah thereabouts That's when it was completed I think well there was um like a story written or there was an account in the sixth century written about one of the the big battles that King Arthur was supposedly like killed like a 
like over a hundred Saxons. And but in this this person's um, account from the sixth century, where they would have been within living memory of this battle, there was absolutely no report of any such person at the battle. And it's and it, he was it, in disguise. But it continues that way, where there's like from that actual time period, there's not much mention of this guy. So that's one thing that bothers me, just the fact that um, that was the Crusade period. There's there's no one there's someone that big though would have. Um, well, they didn't have the what internet back then, dude. It's not own. like they had the evening news they could put out this on. King Arthur today come galloping through Spain on his quest to turn everyone Christian and looking for the Holy Grail. They could have tweeted about it. They, there was no tweet. And we've already talked about the Holy Grail didn't come to much later, that whole deal. That's That was the... Uh, Sir Lancelot. That's where they linked the storyline into Joseph of Arimathea at the end. Like They're talking about like 33 A.D., 34 A.D., somewhere around there, because uh, Christ supposedly was crucified 32 A.D., according yeah. to the history report. The history report. The his, yeah, the, the uh, history channel that used to air back then. Mm. And uh, then Joseph of Arimathea, who is Jesus' earthly father, uh, brought Christianity to the Britons and supposedly also carried with him the cup of Christ with blood and sweat from the crucifixion. That's where the Holy Grail story started. Um and that somewhere along the line, I guess he ran into, uh, you know, Arthur and said, hey, I am Jesus's pop. Check this cup out. It's pretty cool. But you can't have it, and I'm going to take it away and hide it somewhere. And then they made that movie. <laughs> that movie? That movie, that one movie. That movie. Like Monty Python. Like, right. Monty Python? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. That, is, that is, like, my favorite King Arthur movie right there. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You got you, Okay, I- I thought you were about to say the one that I just linked in the uh, thing because that was such a bad movie. No, no, no. I don't. Uh, that no. the the thing that I linked in the thing is probably about the best part of that entire movie. Uh, I'm looking at your link. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost track of um. I don't know. Nice picture though. I'll tell you. I, I will Arthur. say um. <laughs> I, I thought going into this, King Arthur would probably be more produced more than it has. I mean, but there's only so much you can actually find on it that doesn't just keep, re- keep repeating what other people said, and it's just, it's all basic information about him, I man. There's nothing too in-depth or anything really conclusive proof of his existence. Yeah, that was one thing that I found. There's not been any, like, hardcore evidence that says yeah. he even existed, period. Yeah, other than there was um, a supposed, um, like, written account of him existing, like written at the time period it's said to exist, but uh, that the the that thing has been called into question. And most people think it was actually something that was forged after like the King Arthur legend started in like the eleventh the tenth century. Yeah, wasn't that the uh, Historia Regum Britannia or something? Yeah, well, that's and, what Vernon uh, was talking about. The, the yeah, that's the that's from the eleven thirty eight when that was released, and then. Uh, but in the the tales of Arthur in that in that account are putting his time around ninth century. Yeah, now, there's a reason they call this the Dark Ages, folks. There's, now, now <laughs> something I found interesting is like Merlin supposedly orchestrated King Arthur's birth. Like, um, right? There was um, there was an enemy to his parents um, that actually had like a crush on King Arthur's mom. So what Merlin did is he actually mixed a potion up for him and made it so he looked like the the the, the woman's husband and that he actually ended up siring King Arthur while this like looking like her husband. It gets a little weird. I mean, I don't I don't remember the exact names of the characters now cuz uh, Uther, yeah, I just found it. it. I just yeah. found it. According to Arthurian legend, Uther through circumstances and Merlin's help tricks the wife of his enemy Gorlo Gorlois. That's why I can't remember. I have trouble remembering names I can't pronounce. Gorlois. <laughs> uh, yeah. Her name was Lady Igrin, and he sleeps with her. <laughs> yeah, and they have an illegitimate child, which is Arthur, who you know then grows up and pulls the sword out of stone and all that good stuff. Yeah. So Mer- Merlin's a he's a bit of a trickster, you know. He's like <laughs> he he uh he helped um you know. Tricked uh, King Arthur's mom into sleeping with this other. This guy was their enemy. In fact, Uther was also the original bass player of Metallica. <laughs> Is he so. immortal? Yeah. 
Oh, wow. He's a Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> there can only be one, and I am the Highlander. Oh, that's awkward because I'm the Highlander. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> that is really awkward. I assumed I was the only Highlander. Now, I'm going to have to look up the story to find find the book now, but um, there was a story written in the 50s which I'm trying to find the title now, but in this story, like Merlin was said to like actually like live his existence in reverse. Like he started at the end of his life and is going like back in time to his birth. Weird. So basically, like if it's your first time meeting Merlin, it's his last time meeting you because he's going in the other direction. Like Doctor Doctor Who. Well, not exactly, but. There was a Doctor Who comic strip that, or comic book that was um, dealt with aliens that had a similar thing. Wait, I think we've cracked this, boys. Merlin is the Doctor. <gasps> Could be. Could I'd, be I'd be willing to wager in the Doctor Who universe. That probably is the case. Probably, yeah. Because he, you know, supposedly like a few, like he's he's Father Christmas. <laughs> you think I'm joking? But yeah, no, you know. no, you're right. Yeah. I'm laughing because it's amazing what you remember when we start having one of these discussions. I know. <laughs> um, but I, I just found the whole concept. Of oh, like you're talking about the reverse. once and future king. Once and future king. Yes, there you go. That's okay. I was trying to find it, but your search is better than mine. But I, I, I want to get a hold of that book and read it because I, I, I like that whole concept, and I want to see how they really do it in the book. I mean, I may be misunderstanding it, but... That was my understanding from like a – I had heard about this a while back, and I thought it actually applied to Arthurian legend in general, but I guess it was just confined to that book. Well, but it would be a good explanation for how he was able to know as much as he did because for him it would have already happened. True. He could have been – that Benjamin Button movie could be based on Merlin. Maybe, but yeah. Benjamin Button was actually going forward in time and just – Looked old. Yeah, going aging aging in backwards. Dusty. Yo. The name of that book, The Once and Future King. Hey, welcome welcome um, to the podcast. Yeah, Vir just told me that. (laughs) You know what? I've been reading, so. Because you guys just like, you know. Well, it's nice that somebody's stepping in for Dobbs this week. (laughs) No, no, no. The difference is, like, he's actually reading up on stuff relevant. You know, Dobbs just would look at something. Dobbs would read something, and then it would seem like he had something to say about it, but no. No offense, Dobbs. No offense. We, we, we want you back on the podcast. It's been too long. It's, it's been yeah, a few the, episodes. The actual quote from the book says he was born backwards in time. Weird. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. So, so much great science fiction and fantasy stories that have come up out of the Merlin mythology over the years, just more than we could ever come up with if we had all day. Uh the uh, I I have always found that it's interesting that the characters become more than that. You know, Merlin Spawn. There's a whole TV series. The, the TV series has been on what five, about to go into its fifth season, I think. Uh, and everybody comes up with a different spin on the legend, which only adds to the overall legend. Future generations are not going to know if Merlin was a backwards time traveler or <laughs> or Doctor Who yeah. or Doctor Who. <laughs> I hope it turns out he's Doctor Who. That'd One be of awesome. the articles that I read just a little bit ago that suggested that there were two King Arthurs it basically was suggesting that Britain, uh, as well as as a whole, uh, you know, not necessarily conspiracy, but a an accuracy of what has actually been written. So uh, that plays right into what you guys are saying. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah, it does. I was reading your link now. The the. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah. Backwards in time thing's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm going to have to read the Lincoln more in depth later because it does look interesting. It's just hard to read and talk at the same time. Wow, multitaskers. <laughs> I, are. I am not. I mean, I'm to an extent, like, I'm doing like three things right now. I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, you, know, you know what? Let's. Uh, we got another article to get to and a uh, contest to announce. Um, y'all, y'all want to wrap up King Arthur? Because I mean, there's, there's only, I think we've said pretty much what we can say about it. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's tons out there. If you're if you're uh, if you're listening and you're uh, intrigued at all by our King Arthur discussion, you should probably check into your nearest mental facility. But you can also <laughs> Google King Arthur or Merlin or Excalibur or any number of these uh, these topics we've been talking about and find out a plethora of information at your nearest internet source. Let, let me go this wasn't quite the covert cast topic I thought it would turn out to be, you know. It's, but like I said, it, it all started with Stonehenge, and 
I thought maybe there'd be more to it, but aside from Merlin getting the Giants to move it, you know, the New York Giants to move Stonehenge to where it's at now, there's wasn't too much more beyond that. That was your and whole we, that was your whole uh, basis for wanting to do the topic, wasn't it? it? A little bit that, and John kept bringing up ancient aliens, where I thought there was like a whole episode on King Arthur, but it was a oh, segment of an episode. Don't, don't. Even put this on me. I said that they had a two-minute thing about. Well, I I Arthur. misunderstood. <laughs> it was on me. I mean, I. What about the? What about the? Uh, we haven't talked about aliens. the controversy that is aliens. Whoopi, that Whoopi Goldberg movie where she went back in time to King Arthur's. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, was that a real God. thing? That was a real. That was a real movie. What yeah. movie was that? Uh, now you're gonna make me look that Wait, up. Wait, isn't she already like an immortal inside of Star Trek universe? Or something uh, she's weird just like been that. alive for a long time, but apparently uh, her people live a very long time, but they can never go tell anybody about the Borg. Oh, well. Because, you know, by the time Next Gen comes around, they just encountered the Borg for the first time, and Guinan's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's who blew up our uh, planet and who we were running from way back, you know? Yeah. We forgot Even to though I'm good that. friends of yours, you know, I'm not going to mention. Yeah, we're not going to mention that at all. Something you a may want to keep an eye on. A Night in Camelot? I don't know. Goldberg. Yeah, okay. I know it was something like that, yeah. I so didn't good. even know about this movie. Just tons of movies, man, with King Arthur references and 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 mythology. It's 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 insane. I gotta watch that movie because I'm just trying to picture Whoopi Goldberg and King Arthur's time, and it's cracking me up. Yeah, it, it's it's a hoot and a holler. It's it's so good. <laughs> now we'll say one thing. Um, like a lot of the stuff on King Arthur gets portrayed in like the 12th century, like as far as like. Um, Clothing, weaponry, and all that goes right, right. But it he it what he was said to exist in the fifth, sixth century, and sometimes even seventh century. Yeah, suck it, John. That makes the Clive Owen movie relevant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go ahead and plug the uh, the thing I mentioned earlier about the dual history. Uh, there's YouTube videos. I actually watched some of them uh, in researching today's topic, but I didn't really get much for them for the table, um, but it's called uh, History of Britain Suppressed. It's like seven ten-minute videos on YouTube. Check it out. Good stuff. What was that called again? History of Britain Suppressed. Okay. There you, go. you broke... You, you just sound a little quiet before. History of break Britain up. Suppressed. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it good. Well, to bring it back to a covert cast angle, I, be- I believe King Arthur was probably a real guy. I don't know. I don't know that I swallow all of it. <laughs> you know, after reading everything I've read on it... I, I don't believe he is, but I still want to believe. Because I, lo- I, I, I love King Arthur legend growing up and Merlin and all that. You don't want to believe, John? I don't want to believe. I want to believe. As far as I'm concerned, King Arthur's still real to me. I'm, with the lightsabers and everything? With lightsabers now, which makes him more awesome. No, I'm not buying all that part. Just like, <laughs> now I'm picturing, like, Merlin as, like, um, like, a short little guy that looks a little like Yoda. If, if you're picturing <laughs> me as, as Merlin, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, t- I can totally buy that there was a sword-wielding badass that rolled up on a Briton camp and, and held by the Romans. And think about it. How bad of a soldier do you have to be to get stationed that far away from the heart of the Empire if you're a Roman? So, I, you know, they'd be bored and, like, playing <laughs> cribbage and shit up in their castle and stuff. I could totally buy that some badass with a sword would come through there and waste them. That's why I believe. I believe in you, King Arthur. Long live your legend. I believe in you, King Arthur. Despite the evidence of the controversy, I believe in you. I got a lightsaber broom. I'm bringing it. (laughs) Wait, how wouldn't that put holes in your floor? Don't don't question it. Don't even think about it. I mean, I would think so. Just go. All right, John. So you don't believe in King Arthur, right? Yeah. You naysayer. It is like Dobbs is on the podcast. He he is a troll. Oh, no, don't call me out like that. No, I don't believe in it just because <laughs> perhaps he was a real person, but I think that the things that he did were romanticized. Over yeah, years. legend's been blown out of proportion to extreme levels. Maybe he was just a guy that, you know, found a rock next to a, a stone, and then everyone was like, holy shit, this guy pulled a, rock, a stone out of a rock. and Stone out of a rock? He pulled a stone out of a rock? That's a pretty impressive. That's, that's impressive. I'll tell you that right now. Oh. Don't think about it. Just go with it. <laughs> um. <laughs> As I mentioned, we do have a contest going on right now where you can win one of three fabulous prize packages. Uh, included in each package, um, you will get one uh, T-shirt, I believe T-shirt, from the wonderful website t-shirtbordello.com. Woo-hoo. 
Check them out. I mean, most of my t-shirts are from them. I love their website. and I think you've got a few, right, Vern? And oh, yeah. I love I'm sure John's probably got a couple. If you go to any yep. convention in Florida, you're bound to see them at the um, convention. So if you're ever at a Florida convention, check out T-Shirt Bordello's booth or go to their website at t-shirtbordello.com. Uh, also from T-Shirt Bordello, we've got a little zombie poster, um, which we will include with this. Um which I need to pull it out and actually look at it. Oh, you're still talking about the poster? Yes. <laughs> I um, oh, We're also going to give away a random sci-fi <laughs> CD, <laughs> which uh, Vern is a part that. of. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm so out of it. We're going to throw in one of our lovely uh, covert cast buttons, which... Um, I Have sport I every day. Yeah, John sports it every day, and the button as well. Oh! <laughs> All right, uh. and including, uh, like I said, you'll get these prizes with uh, any of the three tier, any of the three uh, first, second, or third place, depending on whatever you come in. You'll get all that with it. But now, for first place, you're going to get a painting of the Mothman, and this was done by uh, Jenny Lee Productions. You can check them out at thejennylee.net, um, which Vern actually has right beside him over here. And yeah, he, it's awesome too, man. Yeah. That's Isn't first. It creepy? Isn't it creepy? It's very right? creepy. I'd want. I would want this hanging right above my bed. The eyes follow you. Yeah. It's creepy. <laughs> now the painting is a picture of the Mothman looking in the window, which um, emanates from one of the reports of the Mothman, where a mother was being chased into her house with her kid. And, like on the way, she actually dropped the kid and picked the kid up and ran back in. And then she shuts the door and lock it. And meanwhile, Mothman he comes on the porch and just kind of starts walking back and forth and looking in the windows. It's one of the creepier stories of Mothman. The it movie. is a creepy story, and this is a very creepy picture yeah. of Mothman peering in your window. Exactly. Uh, second place prize, you will get a ghost detector, which is a EMF meter. Yeah, yeah I had to think of it. I always want to say PKE because of Ghostbusters, but EMF. And then third place, you will get some astronaut ice cream and an ice cream astronaut ice cream sandwich. Mm. I want to win third place. Ice it cream. does look delicious. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I love ice cream. I do too. Well, I hate ice cream, but I like astronaut ice cream. How do you hate ice cream? How do you kick this Don't guy? He doesn't like with. chocolate and ah. other stuff. Uh, <laughs> and now the Wendy's, um, you can go to win these. <laughs> Wendy's. I know. I it's like, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, you got to go to Wendy's to win these? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, you official sponsor of the Covert Cast. Go to the com and click on the left-hand side where it says contest, and you'll see how to win, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you as well. But if you click on the site, it has all the links you need to go to. But basically, you you, you win one of three. You um, get three entries, and to get the entries, you go to either you, you like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, or just send us an email. It, the email can be... It can be a comment about the show. It can be a question. It can be just a hey, this is my this is my entry for the contest. I hate that Dobbs guy. Now you get three entries to win, uh, three <laughs> three chances to win, but you can only win one prize per person. Oh. Yeah, but if you go to our website and click on the links, it, the, every all the links are there, and the, all the links are also in the show notes. It's easy to find. But find us on Twitter. Just search for the Covert Cast. Find us on Twitter at the Covert Cast, and then. You can email us at thecovertcast at gmail.com. And you can email us questions and suggestions for future show topics, maybe. Uh, covertcast deals in subject matter with the paranormal or the covert. Yes. Just like King Arthur. King yeah. Arthur was a bit of a stretch from our normal take, but I'll, I'll give you that. But I, you know what? It's, I, I, you know, you know it's, it's one of those things. Shut up, Vern. <laughs> you should have a... Well, he should have one of those beepers they put on the heavy machinery right now because he's backing up so fast. I know. <laughs> um, moving on. Moving on. Uh, there is a, a an article I uh, stumbled across this past week that I found pretty interesting. It was about this uh, basically a Russian mad scientist who um, who has plans to, for human immort- immortality. What? Yeah. And only be one... Now, it, it, it starts with he wants to transplant a brain into an artificial body. That seems reasonable. He thinks he can do this by 2020. And then by 2025, he thinks he'll be able to make um, a copy of a, a human body. 
then by 2030, he thinks he'll be able to actually create an artificial brain. And then by 2035, he thinks he'll be able to transfer, uh, do a complete mind transfer into the artificial brain and the artificial bodies. And this is at Skynet.com? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) um... Now, this is from news.discovery.com. By 2040, he thinks he'll be able to create holographic bodies. And by 2045, he thinks he'll be able to make a... Transfer our minds into the holographic bodies. Wow! So basically, God, I this is true. I hope so too. I'd love to have a holographic body. Well, first you know, of like, all, they just did the holographic thing with Tupac. Yeah, that's been done. And, <laughs> and just what, like three weeks, four weeks ago, and the wind down of Eureka at the end of the season, they did it. They created hey, the body spoiler. and put a girl in there. They put Felicia Day oh, in yeah. a new body. A new, a nude body. A, a new nude body. Oh, a new nude body. A nude and new body. Oh, okay. And it's Felicia Day. Which, which I guess means that the next person that gets at Felicia will uh, pop her cherry. Her Kinda, new one. yeah. I guess you know she's starting from scratch. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't from scratch though. It was uh, well, maybe. It, didn't they use DNA? Oh, they did, but it's still a fresh new body. And yeah, that's what I'm thinking though. But like, if it was an exact replicant, then it wouldn't be. But but it would uh, follow our genetic structure. It wouldn't follow how your body was, you know, or like she wouldn't have any scars now if she had them before. Right. Yeah. See what I mean? But yeah, because your scars aren't so part the, of your DNA. So the, so the hymen would reattach. Yes, basically. Yeah. Now we're getting way off topic here. You brought it up, man. Kind of. I mean, that article, I guess, did kind of spur <laughs> into that territory, which got a little, little outside of covert cast. I love Eureka. I'm gonna miss you. Yeah, it's it's sad that Eureka's over, Eureka's over now, but it it had a good run for a sci-fi show. Which any more sci-fi shows don't get a good run. They, Five years is a long run on sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just took them eight years to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, John. We still got it. <laughs> um, no, so I was just looking over the article, and there there is some basis in fact in this. Uh, a while back, doing some research of my own, I actually found across uh, came across a YouTube video where they had put a mouse brain inside of a robot and this robot was able they had a video camera on it and basically they were talking about like the video itself had a thing that they were going to use it for going in and seeing you know spying crap like that but just the implications alone on that are kind of crazy did the robot just go for cheese no well yeah and no like it's very you just have to see the video because at first, I thought it was just an RC car running around, but no, there's actually a brain sitting on top of the robot, like in a glass jar. That's awesome. Now, That's here, some Dr. Wiley <laughs> stuff right there. Here's man. my question. Would y'all want to be a holographic immortal? Hell yeah. Hmm. Does your sentience Hell? transfer? That's that's what I'm wondering here. Well, yeah, I mean, I imagine. I mean, that's it's, he's trying to do a complete mind transfer, so it would still be... So would you just, be in a, just wake up in a computer and really not be able to tell the difference? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the idea... I'd go for that. The idea is, like, um, right I when you die, to do the transplant. Like, once you reach your, the end of your natural life cycle, you would transfer over. Right. I could see that working out. But, you know, since it's you and, and, and me and and John discussing this currently, maybe there should be some parameters and guidelines on who gets to do that. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Throwing that out there. Uh, I mean, I imagine you, you mean, you want these people that can pass like psychological tests because you don't want some psychopathic hologram that's, you know, like we don't want Al Gore. We don't, you know, that he shouldn't qualify. (laughs) You know, he he already tries to lie about the internet. I mean, come on. Hey, 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 hey. He never said he invented the internet. He was misquoted. Sure he was. What he said was he helps he signed one of the bills that make help help make the internet what it is today. Stop defending Al Gore. God, I will defend pol- Al Gore. It's not a political show. Unless we're doing a political topic. Yeah, which we're not really, because King Arthur. I don't know. Are you for Merlin or oh, King Arthur? I, you know what? If you were from, if you lived on the Roman side of this whole thing, King Arthur would be a very political topic. Yeah, screw yeah. King Arthur. Yeah. He's not real. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't kick our ass in that battle. Even <laughs> la France. Uh, stop oh. surrendering. Stop <laughs> I think that's what that means. Even la France. We surrender. <laughs> Roughly translated. Oh. I'm gonna to try to get the links uh, to that the rat thing if you guys are interested in. Oh, that's very cool. I think, man. Yeah, forward yeah. them to me. I can put them in the show notes, and people can take a look at them. We can take a look at them. Just the thought of having a mouse brain, like you know, I'm I'm picturing like a little glass dome sitting on top of this little robot thing, like all science fictiony. That that that's totally awesome. Now, can you give the rats lasers? 
Oh, I don't know if you want to, man. I would want to get the rat's lasers. <laughs> Have, no, see, we saw that, like, uh, Austin Powers, didn't they throw that with sharks? Uh, uh, ill-tempered bass. <laughs> didn't that end poorly? I'm pretty sure that Yeah, it did. The third movie, they had sharks with laser beams. <laughs> third movie ended poorly. Yeah, they all ended kind of poorly. Well, third one, the movie in general ended poorly, but the bass ended poorly. Too. And at the end, Dr. Evil opens the time portal, and they go to visit King Arthur. Yes. And the Knights of the Round Table. There's a, there's a, a that's a full circle. I'm, I'm writing that uh, tale to Mike Myers right now. Mike Myers, he should be up for it, man. He's not doing anything <laughs> right now. I think he is up for shooting the fourth Austin Powers. He'd, be, he'd probably uh, be up for doing anything that wasn't called Shrek. Yeah, well, I don't know. He's 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 made some money off Shrek. Oh, I mean, sure, he's punching the clock. He's he's taking on the paychecks. But he's got Shrek money. He does got Shrek money. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think uh, we're we're winding down now. I think it's about time to wrap it up. Was this episode twenty eight? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for episode 28, I, this is Dusty. And I'm Dr. Vern. And I'm the uninformed. Anyone want to do some outro music? Every time. And now, the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It's a Long Coat Mafia Podcast! Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this week's Lost Media Monday episode featuring, once again, the covert cast where they talked about King Arthur's court, or say King Arthur, and probably a couple other things as well. But uh, before we continue, I have to let you guys and gals and aliens out there know that uh, one... Uh, the Covert Cast is a defunct podcast. Any contests, emails, links, uh, offers that might have been given in this episode more than likely would not exist. So if you want to uh, hear more episodes or newer episodes of the Covert Cast, please let me know. I'll contact a few of the folks I know that were the originators of this or part of the folks that were originators of this pot this particular podcast i'm talking about the covert cast and i'll poke them or uh prod them or annoy them enough that they actually start recording more episodes or what have you or newer episodes also if you uh the second thing is if you notice the volume was a little bit distorted or wonky that's because uh when i was looking at the episode yes i know that sounds a little bit weird but you have to understand, uh, podcasters like me that deal primarily in audio, not visual, we see the sound, in essence, the audio. We actually see w- how it looks. And sometimes, uh, like in the Covert Cast episode I shared with all of you before editing, uh, it looked a little low, which means that in order to hear some aspects, uh, Anything uh, above ninety percent, uh, you probably, or say under ninety percent, you probably would not have heard. So, uh, without me jacking up, even at times in the episode itself, it went from uber quiet to, I say, barely hearing anything at all to overly loud. So I had to kind to kind of. go in and adjust the volume uh, so you could easily hear it without damaging your ears whether you wear something that's in-ear or over the ear so uh, just wanted to let you all know about that so beyond that I hope you enjoyed this episode if you want to hear more uh, one final thing before I forget uh, normally at the end because of each episode they vocalize the ending music uh, I didn't include uh, a clip from uh, the YMCA parody uh, known as Mothman. Uh, if you missed that and want me to include it as the ending music for the Covert cast, um, please let me know in the comments so I can decide, fully decide or commit to either letting it go or adding it back in. So let me know 
which way you decide, meaning if you like it or not. And if not people say that they like it, I'll include it back in. If a lot of folks say they don't like it, I will not include it anymore and just get on with things and do the end of show stuff. Now, uh, as always, uh, to let you all know, uh, Google Podcast will no longer be a thing past April 2nd. So please uh, find us on other outlets like Good Pods or uh, our hosting company that uh, uh, has been hosting us for the past uh, going on nine years, and that's Podbean because they have their own app, and you're able to leave comments, uh, like each show, like Good Pods. You could rate each show, uh, each show, leave comments, uh, leave reviews, leave, uh, continue a discussion with us, or le- send us an email uh, in regards to. Uh, what you thought of the episode and everything else. Join in the conversation because we want to have a mailbag. And leaving comments on uh, sites like uh, Podbean and Good Pods allows you to join in the conversation. We get them easier because uh, places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts don't send us any emails. Uh, Normally, from a lot of folks say... Apple Podcasts, or say Apple and upon itself, is supposed to let folks know that, or say those with podcasts know of any changes, anything like that, they don't. They haven't sent me an email since I started this podcast, Uh, and there have been changes over the years. Um, Google Podcasts was a thing we had when they were starting out, and we needed to claim our podcast. Uh, we had issues with uh, Google because they said another podcaster uh, owned or laid claim to our show, and that was not the case. Or that we were we claimed another show, not our show. So there was a lot of mixed aspects in regards to how some of the major companies like Apple Podcasts, like Google Podcasts, and like possibly Spotify. Spotify barely sends us anything in regards to our show, whether it's reviews, comments, or anything like that. So we tend to, we here at the Long Coat Mafia Podcast like to gear all of you to at least, if not the Podbean app, which is on both platforms, the Good Pods app, which is an up and coming indie. They have some mainstream stuff on there for all of you. They also have some a lot of indie folks for you to enjoy, like us. And both Podbean and Good Pods, you're able to rate, review, and we see those a lot of the times because we get emails. We we have the Podbean app on our our devices because a lot of the folks we listen to use Good Pods and they use. Podbean. So please do that. Leave us comments or send us an email at longcoatmafia at gmail.com. We'll read your messages on air. We'll, me and Sasha will talk, you know, in essence, converse with you in the main episode. Or like our Facebook page, which is the long, facebook.com slash the Long Coat Mafia podcast. You can message us there. You can leave us comments on uh, the posts that we have up. Uh, we should start putting up YouTube videos uh, probably Tuesday if everything is nice and dandy. We'll wander up to the local library and try to edit some videos and put them up on YouTube so all of you could start watching some of the full episodes that way of, uh, I should say, the unedited episodes of me and Sasha's conversation. We do have a Podbean. All our links are in the description for you to click and like so there you have that Uh, and that's um, talking about the links in the description before I go yes I'm rambling Uh, you can also find ways of supporting our show whether it's our from our sponsor W Energy or uh, uh, Patreon or our GoFundMe or anything like that Uh, yes our GoFundMe is Still says help us get uh, newer or newish equipment, uh, but still 
doing so does help us get us newer or newer equipment uh, it helps us go to events and all that uh, we only had one person donate so if you want to donate uh, donate what you want how much you feel anything is acceptable but if you don't have the funds we know how it is please please uh, let me say this sharing liking commenting subscribing uh, engaging with us on our social media helps us just as much as helping us with our you know financially so please if you uh, if you want to support us financially we have the links on our description in our description um, if you want to uh, if you can't we understand completely understand uh, you could easily just like share and subscribe and help us grow that way for every subscriber that helps us grow that it means a new step has been made in regards to our growth so and we like each and every one of you so on that note i'm going to end uh, my rambling i'll see you on a main episode as soon as we get the files and everything right away so what more can i say other than i'm a gamer i'm wearing a bikini See you next time on the Long Coat Mafia.